Well, I want to tell a little Hanukkah story right now and just take a time to share with you a personal story. I'm going to start back when I was a student in Israel. I just graduated college and I wanted to go study in yeshiva to see if I had what it took to become a rabbi because I'd never done that in-depth study before. So I went to a center called Mahon Pardes. It was a unique place in a egalitarian Orthodox yeshiva something sponsored by the Jewish agency. And it was phenomenal sitting there with men and women jumping into deep Torah study. I lived near the yeshiva in the Baca neighborhood, which back then that part of West Jerusalem was an impoverished part of the city. It was filled with students and artists and Sephardic immigrant families. Now and then I'd wander around and really walk Jerusalem, such a beautiful place. I didn't have any money, much money, so I'd save money on buses and I walked around. I'd go to different neighborhoods and sometimes I'd go into that place that was the Jewish other, so to speak. I'd go into Mea Shireen, the neighborhood of a hundred gates is what the name means. Uh, it's the Orthodox neighborhood, the ultra-Orthodox Hasidic neighborhood. It's kind of where the, near where the show Schistel is currently set. It's the home to multiple Hasidic communities. They vary. They can look the same by their black coats and garb, but the hats are different and it tells you which group they're in. So there I was crossing over into Meisharim. It was December. It was about 10 days before Hanukkah. As a Jew from Southern California, I was used to walking on the Midrachov, the modern part of the city, and seeing the shops for the tourists filled with Hanukkiahs like the kind that we light. Beautiful, shining or colorful Hanukkiahs all set up to receive uh, wax candles from the blue boxes. We will take out the tapers and look at the colors and then see them drip onto that beautiful Hanukkiah uh, each year, cleaning off and getting ready to start anew. But that day I was in Meisharim and Meisharim then, as now, looked like a place frozen in time. Nothing like Upland, California, where I was from, but what I imagined a poor neighborhood in Europe looked like in the 1800s. With all the different kinds of Jewish sects there, you could sense that it was filled with Jewish mystery and possibility. As I wandered that day, I came into one of the small squares, and there was something unusual. There was a man in the middle of the square, his black uh, coat off in the cold because he was whirling about working so hard, his everyday seat seat, like the seat seat on the tallest, were flailing about as he handled a soldering iron and, uh, and, a, and a, uh, a welder. And he was manipulating copper and glass into small boxes, like mini display cases. He was building an object I'd never seen before, but not being shy and knowing like me, many of the Hasids, though distant in persona, wanted to boundary cross as well. And they were interested in engaging the Jewish other. So I asked him, what are, what are you doing? What are you making out here in the cold? And he looked at me and he said, why a Hanukkah menorah, of course. Not like one you Americans use, America, he said recognizing my Hebrew accent from California and acknowledging my Western clothing, but I'm making an oil Hanukkah, 
just like the oil the Maccabees used when they cleansed the temple from what the Assyrians did to us. When the Maccabees cleaned the temple, they relit the lights, and the light of Torah shined from there, and that light can never be extinguished, so we do so as well. I have to admit, I didn't know that you could light oil and can't, instead of candles, and so he showed me, he reminded me that olive oil has been used for thousands of years. So it was maybe the same kind of light that our ancestors used at night. I thought about that light and our own connection to the Maccabees, who stood up to keep our Jewish light from being put out. They fought for religious freedom, for the respect of diversity in the Assyrian Hellenistic Empire, as opposed to doing what the Seleucids wanted us to do, which was to make us all blend in and be the same. Something unfair, but also not very interesting. I thought of Mattathias and his sons who became the Maccabees, how they took a stand so that the holiday of Hanukkah doesn't celebrate the political independence that they inadvertently achieved. But Hanukkah takes place in the middle of the struggle when they captured the temple and they were able to cleanse it and then rekindle the lights of the great menorahs something like the menorahs we see on each side of the bima in the main sanctuary in our synagogue. Of course, the Talmud tells us a story that they only had enough oil to light those menorahs for one day, but that oil lasted for eight. Just as the Jewish spirit extends far stronger than anyone might think, but we Jews know we have great spirit. So I wasn't sure about lighting a Hanukkah with oil, but then he showed me. You can take a glass and fill it with water and put oil at the top. So oil, olive oil is precious. That's what the water is for, the oil floats. And then place a wick on top and let it float and light it. He said the glass box that's used was to make sure that you could put the Hanukkah not just in the window, but you place this glass inside the box for the menorah and you place it outside. Many Jerusalem homes have slots to put the menorah he was making in uh, their out, uh, uh, on the fence outside of the house so people can see them embracing the miracle. And the little boxes he was making, well, they keep the lights from going out in the wind. Today, that Hanukkah that he was making, that menorah, Hanukkah menorah, it's called the Jerusalem Aquarium Menorah because people thought it looked like aquariums. And we believe it was taken from the Russian Orthodox pilgrims who would carry lit candles in those kind of copper boxes as they made pilgrimage to their holy places in the old city. When we put the light outside, he told me, or in the window, you are showing the world that the Jewish light of hope and confidence that we can build a bright future still shines. We connect our light today with that ancient light. So though I had little money, I brought the Hanukkah from him, and it remains one of my most treasured pieces of Judaica. Not sure if you can see it right behind me here. As we kindle it this year, I can't help but think about how we need to keep extending connection to those who are different from us and celebrating those differences learning from each other when we can, being like Maccabees as we stand up against the virus, against bigotry, 
and then rekindle the light of hope into a time then as now, so desperately in need of it. So kindle your candles each week or try the oil and get a floating wick. You can buy them at the store. And Hanukkah Sameach, keep having a sweet and joyful Hanukkah.